Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Rich, could you tell me about Car and Classic, but whilst clearing your throat like Tom Jones? No problem. Car and Classic is Europe's biggest classic sales site with over 35,000 cars and bikes for sale at any time. And now they do online auctions where you get professional photos, a detailed write-up, a secure payment service, and the chance to get your classic in front of 4 million monthly visitors. And all of Car and Classic's seller fees are only payable when your car actually sells. Thank you. Smith & Sniff is sponsored by Car and Classic. A new Elvis, you know. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Happy New Year, 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 Happy New Year. Related Happy New Year, because last week's podcast was a pre-record from before of course. the New Year, but now we're live and direct in 2023. Well, in, in typical Smith & Sniff style, we're so late that instead of this being yeah. a Happy New Year, I think this goes out on what is classed as Blue Monday, the most depressing day of the year. But is it? I think so, I, but I might, I might be wrong there. The second Monday of a new year is the most depressing day. I think so, because the first one, some people still aren't back at work and, you know, you're still eating a little bit of Yule Log and you're still wiping, you know, nut roast off your chin. That sounds wrong. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Some some shops and public spaces have still got the Christmas tape going. Tape. However they play music in shops these days. That's right. Probably still a tape. But I've I've not long been back from the Americas and... um, landed at Heathrow and it's 2023 and the, we've got the Christmas music playing in the loos no way because I'm guessing like oh because no one's gone in there over Christmas no one's gone in there management haven't gone in there and gone hang on a minute snow is falling All no 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 not now but so, maybe it's um, therapy it could be toilet therapy it might encourage <laughs> people to not loiter in the labs lav loiter you know, lav loiter it's an anti-lav loiter <laughs> uh, campaign you play lots of festive music outside of festive times, and it just works. It's great. Um, we just before we press record, we both admitted to one another that we are dressed in a terrible way recording this oh, podcast. Um, Awful. I'm not. I'm not leaving the house in this way. I couldn't. Um, but I'm not. I don't look as bad as a chap that I. I have observed, and I think I messaged you, this was three days before Christmas. No, two days before Christmas. Eve, Eve. And I was going through town, you know, mopping up a couple of last-minute preparations and all that. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, you know what I mean? And uh, But also maybe going to the pub for a drink. And Mm -hmm. saw a Mercedes uh, ML um, mm-hmm. Parked on the double yellows oh. outside the art gallery. <laughs> Do you remember I messaged you? And of course, yes. fifty-two plate doom blue. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, 
not suggesting that the now because I've, I've been in America and I've been hanging around with my extended family, my wife's family, uh, and uh, the word bougie has been used quite a lot over Christmas for some reason. I don't know why it's oh. coming up. I don't think it's a word we use here very much, but you know, it sort of means like shishi. I think now bougie. I've heard it in that Beyonce song to do with Ratchet and something as well it's bougie something and ratchet and i don't know what any of those three things mean well i think of ratchet ratchet straps well maybe beyonce is singing about either ratchet spanners because they are friggin' useful or yeah it's true ratchet straps yeah she's doing a bit of like um she's doing a tip run that's what she's doing oh see i thought she's still got that um light haulage company that she runs with her sister solange (laughs) and um Solange. What Destination's Child is the no, that's and it's it's all <laughs> in Hi Beyonce. Gotta send a pallet of candles um yeah. to the Netherlands. Is that gonna be all right? Yeah. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. There's a lot of paperwork these days, she says. She's she based in the UK. Yeah. Um so, so Anyway, yes, sorry. No, I was just going to say that but what, I'm going to use the word bougie for our American listeners. It's, it's, I would not suggest that you live in a bougie town, but you have an art gallery, which is pretty, pretty th- swish. Well, there's actually three. Um, what? Yeah, but I think... Art th- galleries or art shops? No, there's three art galleries and uh, one art shop. Mm. Yeah, but you know, I'm always a bit... I think I've had this conversation with you before, but I think they're intentional losses. Some art art galleries, they're set oh. up. They're set up to be intentional tax bleed outs. Interesting. For what? It, yeah, because nobody questions them. So these are the kind of places that would put on a show of someone's works, and but it would all be for sale. So they're sort of shops. They're sort of for sale. That kind of place. Yeah, it's never a hard sale, but it's mm. they're there and they just they cruise around. Very popular in affluent seaside towns although i don't live in a seaside town yeah um, yeah yeah so picture this guys listen here's the situation merc ml 52 plate doom blue double yellows outside the art mm-hmm. gallery narrow street every panel is crinkled every single panel i notice that immediately sorry i have to just stop you there important detail yeah first gen ml yes Ooh. The really rubbishy one that nobody yeah, the really likes. rubbishy one. And they, they go bad quickly, don't they? They always look terrible. Faded plastics, just totally yes. unloved. Just looks like a dog that never gets walked. Mm. Um, okay, every panel's crinkled. One of the side indicators just isn't there. There's just a, there's a holder and some wires. Oh. And it's got a dog stick tow bar. You know the ones. Of course. It looks of course. more like the sort of the anchor of a trawler. And... Uh, and I start chuckling a bit. The guy comes out of the shop who I think owns or his wife owns the gallery. Ooh, that's good tax that's good tax thing in itself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course it is. That's, it's all in my wife's name. Of course, he's a he's probably a dodgy builder and his wife's mm-hmm. I don't know, a bit well better read than he is and just says, Oh, I, I want to set an art gallery up and he's done a little bit of rooting around and gone, Yeah, that's a great idea. You set up an art gallery and we'll bleed it out carefully. Anyway, this could be a totally legit art gallery. I'm not going to name it because it, it could be yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it's going to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, has, so the guy is wearing <laughs> really slack, shapeless jeans. <laughs> and he looks like he's had to get out of bed in a hurry, you know, like a sort of fire alarm hurry. And in fact, he looks like we do today. Uh, I'm, mm. I'm wearing gym shorts down below and a dog breeder 
fleece on the top. It's just a complete mess. Um, oh, you see, I'm wearing unflattering tracky <laughs> bottoms and a dog breeder fleece, but I've paired them with some slip-on trainers <laughs> and uh, and no socks, Euro style. Oh, and the tracky bottoms, for your information, do not go. They're too short for me, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. So, so this what? Man, hang on. Look, at a flash, you could get away with what aggressively driving a one series two door around town. That's the thing. Yeah, I believe that these tracky bottoms are designed like this. However, it's not a style that I'm particularly on board <laughs> because I've got cold ankles now. <laughs> but yeah, I would. I look like a trombonist okay. in the DSG sense of things. Yes. Right. Okay. At the bottom, anyway. Saw, yeah. saw a few of those over Christmas. Um, mm. I'll talk about them in a minute. Um, yeah. Doom Blue 52 plate. And I'm chuckling a bit because he just looks... Tru- the guy just looks annoyed and troubled. So he's shuffling around in very oversized slack. I don't think he's got a belt. Shapeless jeans <laughs> and a kind of jacket. Yeah. Um, and kind Was of- it a linen jacket or were we the wrong time of year for that? Uh, oh, no, yeah, I think it was. I think it was mm. actually, but not... Doesn't look clean or... No, it looks like oh, it was no. by the bedside and he just put it on quickly because it was what he wore yesterday. And maybe or that the- he actually slept in it by mistake. <laughs> he <might just laughs> he'd had a little bit, little bit too much of a cheeky Shiraz last night. I think, <laughs> I think you might be right. In fact, none of these clothes came off him last night. He just got off the bed <laughs> and just put his... <laughs> and he slept in the ML for tax reasons. <laughs> The ML, the ML was so shit. Honestly, it's so shit. But I, it made it so much better. The fact that uh, oh, and he had s- sort of silvery, wiry camtail hair. Um, well, this is what I was very pleased about. When you messaged me <laughs> about this guy and gave me a few pointers, like a few bullet points about what he what he was wearing and the car, I was very pleased that I was able to accurately guess what kind of hair he had. Yes, and it's that sort of thatch isn't it like it, a- it is a thatch in fact from the back from a, from the, from the back from 30 feet away he could have been early 90s gordon murray yes you know what i mean as in just the head he's, he's gordon yeah. murray is of a slim build this chap wasn't particularly um okay. so kind of imagine that but then this is what made it just so much better I was going quite close to the ML because I had to cross the road and I just mm. peered inside and it was an absolute mm. mess in there. Honestly, it looked like a pair of squirrels that had a huge fight in there. Really mm. unloved, like the rest of the car. But the centre console had a Chris Rear CD propped onto oh. it. Yeah, yeah, which <laughs> which is just fantastic. And, you know, the, open, the drawer that opens, which has the cigarette lighter in it and the tray, the ashtray? Yes, yes. That, that, was, that was absolutely brimming full. You know, like a festival toilet of oh, cigarette butts and ash. It was course, so full. Like if he'd done a hard left or right-hand turn um, off... Oh, it would have just, it would, like, tipped ash. Everywhere. It would have just tapped it, and it would have gone into the air like talc, and he would have had a huge crash because he wouldn't have been able to see anything. There would have been proper ash fog inside the car. <laughs> 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 so, but that again just adds to the the story that the overflowing ashtray plus you you saying he sort of had a look on his face and the the, the shabby car Ooh. and the shabby clothes that this all just points to um, financial turmoil in his life. Yeah, but yeah, they're running quite a you know a good looking art gallery, a presentable mm. art gallery in a decent mm. decent part of town. 
Mm. So is it a facade? Is is he genuinely living in the ML and just, just so that he can keep his wife happy with a nice gallery? She doesn't know the true story. You know, he's running. Uh, anyway, the, yeah. the ML, I mean, if that ML is still on the road in two years' time, I, I, I'm willing to eat anyone's hat. But um, I, I would, I would love to see its MOT history. Oh gosh, if it's got one. I bet it crabs wildly. He's the kind of guy that never checks the oil, and then on Christmas Eve realizes he's got to see his dying mother, who he doesn't particularly like, and she's five hours drive away, <laughs> and he just gets straight <laughs> in it. No water, no oil check, no water check. Doesn't even put a bottle of water in the car for himself. Just has. He knows no, he's no. got six. He's no. He knows he's got a lighter. He just gets straight in, heating on, Chris rear CD on again, because the aerial's broken, so there's no no radio possibilities. Yeah, he's that guy. Well, the AML is perfect, because they nothing looks as pitiful as <laughs> oh, almost any. Is there, is, there, is there any, are there any original shape MLs left that don't look shit, because the plastics have all gone? I just well, that was a cheap looking car, wasn't it? It looked it was. like design wise, it was too narrow somehow. Yes, and they were horrible inside, weren't they? And they were just quite badly made by all accounts. It was just a low point in Ben's, in the Ben's kind of history books. I, I, mm. I, I'm of the opinion that any earlier luxury SUV. So we're mm. talking what late nineties, very early millennium era. I don't. Mm. I don't think any of them right now have been looked after, and I don't think anybody likes any of them really. I think they're in this. They, they should all just be engine donors and then weighed in. You know, like a sort mm-hmm. of. I think it's Romania where they have an annual dog cull for wild dogs. What do they? Yeah, because there's loads of dogs and they 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 form gangs. This is true. I think it's Romania. <laughs> is Bucharest in Romania? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Bucharest. Yeah. yeah, there's huge gangs of dogs. Oh, okay. And there's always a leader dog. Is there? <laughs> um, yeah, and, they, and they, they live on waste ground and they create havoc because there's these there's pa- oh, okay. packs of them. They almost go a bit wolfy and wild. Yeah, yeah. And every year, they, 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 some, somebody's job to kind of round them up and put them down. It's quite sad, but um, wow. there's a big dog... Uh, population problem so i think we should do similar thing to aging <laughs> shitty suvs i'm just imagining a cartoon series about these wild dogs with their their leader the charismatic yeah bulldog cross mongrel yes the leader but they're, they're gonna they, they sing the who people try to put us down <laughs> and then um it has anyway, a neckerchief uh, it would have a neckerchief oh of course it'll have a neckerchief because yes, the leader absolutely. always does yeah. In fact, this but guy he might from, have an eye patch as well, of course, and a war scar. Yes. In fact, the yes, guy, yes, yes. shapeless jeans guy from the uh, in the fifty-two plate ML, maybe he had a neck scarf. I, I, I didn't. I think he's also got a tweed jacket that's equally battered and got stains on it. But that's probably got a um, handkerchief in the pocket. Just before, and we're going to finish this conversation because it's gone on way too long about the old Nack and ML guy. <laughs> but um, you know, he'll see the, and they're quite, they're quite brutal around my way, the traffic warden, and he'll run out. Well, I say run, let's put run in inverted commas because he hasn't really done his <laughs> shoes up either. And, um, he'll run out and go, no, I'm just, I've just unloaded one thing. I'm off, I'm off, I'm, I'm gone. And he just gets in it, you know, the, the, puts it in D, 
like almost before the engine's caught on, mm. full lock and clangs it down the curb really aggressively in that way that would make you wince, Richard. But of course, at that moment in time, Fool If You Think It's Over by, by Chris Rea is on the CD player, which yeah. just carries on. <laughs> it's almost his theme tune, I'm thinking. What Fool If You Think It's Over? Yeah, I think so. Something because it's, it's a bit sad. Yeah, um, it is a bit sad. I also imagine he gets into a <laughs> marked parking bay and then just dunks it into park before the cars actually come to a stop. Oh, he's 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 eight miles an hour into P, guy. Mm. I mean, we've, t- we've, 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 <laughs> we've talked about this before. I know the sort of, uh, you know, the abuse of auto boxes, which is rife yeah. in films, American films we've seen. But yeah, he's that guy. He he is absolutely that guy because he just doesn't care. He's like we were talking. That was that was in the last show, wasn't it? The, the, the live Q and A was when we discovered that at least one audience member was a wrong and auto probably, box wrong and <laughs> auto box wrong and. Um, Next so, I was speaking of just quickly a little a kind of apology, not really an apology, but for the uh, the podcast we did recently that was titled Limp Home Mode. Mm. We've had quite a few people going, you bastards, it came up on the dash of my car. Oh! Yeah, I guess some cars, they'll show you what you're playing in the little display between the dials, or if it's a full you know, TFT dash, it'll appear somewhere there. And, and quite a few people went, I had a brief moment of panic when I saw limp home mode written on the dash of my car. So, um, oh, sorry gosh, about that. Oh, gosh, of course, um, of course. I hope you enjoy this episode, which I might call... Warning: Low tire pressure. You can, no, can we call uh, this um, severe panel damage or uh, something to do with the ML guy? Tra- tracking out. <laughs> tracking. Out. Yeah, tracking out. So, just something like an intelligent car would might try and inform you of. Let's do that. I think that's a cool idea. Um, I wanted to tell you about. So I've been I've been in America for Christmas and New Year, um, visiting fam. Have a nice Have a nice day. Um, have a nice day. Yeah, you're all set, uh, Richard. <laughs> You're all set. You're all set. You're all set. Is a is a, is one of those underrated Americanisms that people don't. You just don't hear it outside of no, America. Nobody says it in the UK ever. Maybe to jelly. Yes. Or Jello. Uh, of course, Jello. Jello. Yeah. Just just to open the fridge. You go. Oh, you're all set. But um, <laughs> I. Uh, I, so yeah, I went. I went to America, and I when I was in California, I borrowed a Ford F one fifty Lightning, the all electric pickup truck. Oh, which you've driven in the UK? I've reviewed, reviewed it for the late break. Yeah, show. I loved yeah. it. I really liked it. Well, let me tell you, I loved it too. I drove that thing for twelve days, so almost two weeks. Did you sleep in it wearing some fairly slack jeans? I didn't. And maybe I should have done. Yeah, just checking. Did you smoke in it relentlessly? No. Oh. It doesn't feel like that kind of truck because it feels modern. Uh, it feels... In most ways. I mean... Oh, I, in all seriousness, I, I think it's, it's such an exciting product. I just, I just think it does all the things you'd want a pickup truck to do, um, but, but kind of better than a lot of pickups. This was my take on it. I just was like, this I'm, drives so well. And it's so damn quick, way quicker than you want it to oh be. Oh, my God. Isn't it? So, well, because it's got quite a, 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 a relaxed throttle action, so you can drive it perfectly normally and have almost no sense of what's unleashed if you clog it. You just go, this picks up well. 
and you know things like well i'll get onto this in a minute because i i want to talk about american roads and how badly designed they are sometimes but <laughs> you know when you're trying to emerge onto one of those american freeways and it can be quite perilous and always amazed that americans don't just like drive into the side of each other you know like sort of like like in a in an 80s car chase where they're just banging or a british side story panels. car race yes involving jason plato <laughs> where they're just yeah side paneling each other yeah and because it's, it's it's you know sometimes their junctions are just it feels like they're cr- designed to create an accident if you're not paying attention, and so sometimes just to merge your way onto a freeway you need just a little a little squirt. Yeah, that's right. And it's great for that as as EVs generally are because you've got all the torque all the time. And it's it's, it's seven hundred and seventy five pound foot of torque. Oh which yeah, is and it's mad, plentiful. But then, so I hadn't really done much kind of clogging it because we're on a family holiday and i've got the kids in the back and this is the thing one of the things about that truck is that it's got the the, what do they call it mega power frunk at the front (laughs) yes that's right because we picked it up at the airport when we arrived and i was like ah it hasn't got a bed cover on it and we've got luggage yes and you had a small panic well i was a bit like ah this is inconvenient but then most of our luggage went in the mega power frunk where it's secure and dry and it was all fine. And, um, and it's big. And then just, yeah, it's big. And then there's loads of loads of room. I, I don't know, I've, I've sort of not been paying attention, but I guess most trucks now in the US, it seems, are crew cabs. It's very rare you see just a, a, a single door on each side. Yeah. Single cab, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Um, but I hadn't fully clocked how a US full-size truck how roomy they are because of course they're frigging massive so they bloody ought to be but there's just bags of space inside and that's just you know the 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 lightning uses the body of the the normal f-150 mostly so that's just what f-150s are like did you use any of the rear storage area you know the um the the seats where you can lift them up and put stuff i didn't i didn't even know they were there until my boy lost a, a little a lego figure it went down the seat belt well yeah my wife went oh let's have a look and then she went i think these seats fold up somehow and i was like oh okay well that's yes maybe they do let's have a little look pull the tab and boom the straight cushion flips up from the front the front flips up that's right doesn't it yeah and so and uh, and then sort of then lays against the um backrest yeah and you've got this whole storage compartment under there i think i and i wanted to use it just on the principle of going that's really clever and it's another place to put stuff that's hidden away there are so many storage areas in that car yeah it's fantastic i mean you do if you've used one as a holiday car and we did a bit of uh, sort of low-key road tripping went up the california coast a little bit and um it's you just then when you're clearing out it's it's a half hour job to make sure that you've not left anything in any of the storage compartments but in terms of usability as a family car and as a vacation car it was bloody great but then i was out on my own in it i went over to see a mate for a coffee and on the way back i encountered a man in a wide-bodied dodge charger so one of the sort of hellcat engined ones yeah basically we were at the lights and it was a it was a like kind of okay i think we're on here and and so i clogged it and i wasn't ready for the torque steer it's damn quick oh my god did you destroy Christ, him of course it's yeah. yeah well he he was left in my mirror put it that way and then uh, the next light he was turning off and he he gave me a nice wave um 
as a sort of, you know, like kind of... Respect well, wave. Yeah, it was a bit, I think. He didn't do... Like did he do finger pistols or anything like that? No, no, nor real pistols, which was my no. slight concern because you can never be too careful. I'd love that. You'd go, oh, look, he's doing finger pistols. He went, no, no, that's Oh, my that's God, pistols, he's pistols. got metal fingers. Yes. Ah, hugely impressive thing. I just thought the only thing is, I mean, if you're a proper truckist, and I think, you know, that, that I read somewhere, I think that like 80% of pickup truck owners in the US tow things. Yeah. And I gather that if you do towing it, it absolutely it crucifies the range. It does, and that was the biggest, all the... The comments when I did the review of it in Britain were like, yeah, mm. but you can't tow it. You know, I tow f- I tow four tonnes every day, 100 miles. And it's like, well, yeah, just the same as the electric transit van, which I also think is a really good product. You, that's not then right for you. If you definitely, definitely tow a big thing day in, day out, it's not quite right for you. Unless you tow that big mm. thing 20 miles each way, in which case... That's yeah. cool, but um, if you're, you know, if you're if you're crossing continents or whatever, then maybe not. But I, I, you know, the thing I think about that that lightning is it's a reminder that it is possible for manufacturers to make a stylish, really practical car still these days. In other words, a car that's just got so many useful openings and folding out areas and luggage, and it's because. I, I review so many cars which just disappoint me. Mm. But you just go, this is a big car, and yes, it's safe, and yes, it's luxurious. But when it comes down to the like, like yeah, but where do you put stuff? And look at the yeah. look at the shape of the place where you put the stuff. The shape's not right. So in other words, it's just not right from the start. Yeah, no, it's true. It's just not think, good enough. Particularly doing road trips. Yeah, you you go. Oh no, I've got some snacks. I've got a drink. I've got my phone. I've, there's there's always little bits and pieces. Maybe you want somewhere to stick your wallet because you know you're going to need to get your card out to do a toll or something and it's just you 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 want places to put things yeah and that truck is extraordinarily good for that i mean i'm guessing most of that is f-150 generic and all f-150s are that useful but i think they've they've added some extra features to the um with the mega the lightning yeah the mega because it's got quite a lot of tech on it hasn't it which is good but i love the fact that um it's got lane keep assist which is just you know as bullshit as all those systems are in that it just interferes too much when sometimes you don't want it to and there's one button on the wheel that turns it off and then it's off and it doesn't come back on again, yep. even when you restart it. And I just think that's that's the gold standard for how those systems should be. Yeah. And the same with the Radar Cruise. It's got this sort of, what do they call it, Blue Cruise is Ford's brand name for sort of... Blue Cruise. Um, Low-level, I'm not going to say self-driving because it's nothing but, it's, it's anything but that. But it is attempting to keep you in your lane and doing the usual Radar Cruise distancing from the car in front if it needs to. And it's just that they're always so unrelaxing, those systems, aren't they? Because they are. they, they're too close to one side. They suddenly disengage if they can't clearly see white lines. And they're just bullshit. And I, But then, again, the same button, just that's it, took away that function. Still radar cruise, but just without trying to do any steering. That's what and, you want. Um, so things like that, the sort of simplicity and the straightforwardness of some of the tech on that thing is, is one of the reasons I thought it was so good. It's not just the electricalness and the usefulness. It's the fact that I think it feels like a car that's been really well thought through. Yeah. And I liked that a lot. I, I agree. And this is consumer information that we're doing now. It really is. Well, this is the thing. So I was going to say, on the point about towing, yeah, I think that's the thing. That's the one area where it seems like it's, it's truck utility is not up there with a petrol-powered equivalent. But after we were in California, we flew to Arizona, and we stayed at the end of our trip with some friends of ours in... 
a sort of the, the suburban Greater Phoenix area. They're in a, in, a, in a region called Gilbert, if anyone knows it. It's a very pleasant little town uh, within within the sort of sprawl of Phoenix. And our friend has an F-150. And if you look down all the streets in suburban Phoenix, there are trucks on the drive everywhere. It's almost comical. I wish I'd taken a picture. How common it is. Do you ever see that? Uh, is it the first Harry Potter movie? They They... All the cars on the driveway in that cul-de-sac where Harry Potter grows up, when it's a flashback, they're all cavaliers. And in the present day, they were all vectors because that was the current medium-sized Vauxhall. And it was just a neat little way of going, this is quite a generic street. But a generic street in suburban Phoenix has just got pickup trucks Folds. on every other driveway. Folds. Well, also a bit of ram action. Of course. A bit of GMC. Yeah. Um, Ram action, <laughs> but but it's like so. Our mate who's got the F one fifty, he's got it's a few years old. It's a V eight in Lariat spec, so it's quite swanky. That is, and it's kind of their family car. But he has got some properties which he sort of he renovates, or he has other people renovate them. But he has cause to go and lug about stuff occasionally, and then. They used to have a house up in the mountains and they used to go up there and, you know, he'd take sort of like a, you know, kids, all the kids' bikes and stuff like that. And a huge barbecue, so, I would have thought as well. And a huge barbecue. Yes. Eight, That's eight so we arrived in We arrived in Phoenix and we were driving from the airport and we came up alongside a massive Chevy Silverado. It's the big truck, isn't it? And um, with... The biggest gas barbecue I've ever seen, <laughs> ratchet strapped in the bed. And I just said to my wife, I was like, that's the most American thing I've seen on our trip so far. It's just perfect. A fuck off huge truck with a fuck off huge barbecue in the back it's, of it. It's a just bigger like, cooker than our local Chinese restaurant has got. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. So our mate, he doesn't tow stuff. But he does lug things occasionally, and then he takes his his family out in it, and it's like he could actually. And I was talking to him about the Lightning, and he was very interested in it because it's like it could suit his his life. And he did say he went. There's only every so often I go on a long trip in it, and that might be a bit frustrating if I couldn't do. But it's like it's got it's well the claim range on the on the the Lightning I borrowed was the top spec, and that has a slightly shorter range on it, so three hundred miles official. I think I was seeing probably between 200 and 250 because the freeway driving of which there's a lot in america it's that weird thing where even going around a city you get on a motorway for like two junctions just to get somewhere yeah and um which always seems that it's sort of odd to to euro sensibilities sometimes that you kind of go well aren't we just going over there yeah but let's get on the motorway it's the quickest way and it feels strange but that obviously knackers the range because you're trying to push a lot of air out of the way at 65 miles an hour or whatever the you are. speed limit is. But um, I think it's still, it'll easily do 200, and I think 250 is realistic, and it's, um, it's, it's just a very, very pleasant machine. I think it's the most characterful electric vehicle I've ever driven. And it's actually out for sale. You can really buy it, whereas... Well, you, know, you can't because there's a big weight. That's the only thing. Oh, OK. Well, but yes, as in it's, it is on the market. It's on the you market. You can buy it. And people, are, yeah, you can people buy it. own them in the wild. I saw a few. And then we went to... For people who are familiar with these things, there's the, the Santa Monica Pier is quite a well-known attraction in the Los Angeles area. We went down there and you can park on the pier. There's this kind of whole car park on this. Really, what feels like quite a rickety wooden pier. Yeah, and and so, but actually, it's an interesting point because people always one of the things people always mention with um, 
electric cars is the weight. The the Lightning is not a light machine, and I think it's it's closing in on three tons. Are you now going to start this? The next sentence with sadly the pier sunk because I parked yes, it up on the pier. <laughs> the Ferris wheel has fallen in the sea. Um, well, no, just the um, the the street that we were staying on. We we, we Airbnb'd a house in Santa Monica, and um, I noticed the street, a little one-way back street, had a three-ton limit on it. It's obviously meant to stop trucks going down there, but I realised that the the lightning was perilously close to technically not being allowed to drive down a down a residential street um so i was a bit worried driving onto this pier because i was like Fuck me, this thing's been here for years and what if, if if everyone had lightnings then maybe they they might have to start uh, asking to park elsewhere but then we parked up and this guy came tearing across going you go on you haven't seen one yet and he was he worked for ford oh really he'd just driven he'd, he'd got another lightning just parked nearby and he'd just driven route 66 from chicago to santa monica where route 66 officially ends yeah. as a sort of promotional exercise and he was so excited to see another lightning because he haven't seen another one on the road the whole trip oh wow because they're just they can't build them fast enough they're having to extend the factory where it's made to increase capacity because it's it's an absolute runaway hit and fair enough i think it's for a lot of people not all people but a lot of people in america who are truck enthusiasts um I think it's probably going to do the job. I think and it's, it's got all that great stuff about, you know, you can power things off it, which you, you highlighted in your review, that if you go off camping or something, you could take your oh, yeah. comforts of home and run them off the, off the battery. 100%. And, you can, uh, and, it, and of course, the, 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 the bed in the back has its own scales and just some real genius, yes. genius, helpful, yeah. helpful tech. I just love it. Yeah. Love it. And uh, it's full of full of little things like that. I like that you. I, I noticed in your review. I realised because in your review you did that thing. You pulled out the back step and then pulled out the little banister. I didn't. Thing. I know. I did it wrong, didn't I? Yeah. Well, because I because I didn't understand I, it. I was playing around with it and I discovered it goes upright. And I was like, hang on a minute. I remember you in your review just had it out horizontally. I, I, <laughs> I was hoping that like a sort of yeah. I thought I'd, something to help Thor a herd out of the. Well, back. this is. Um, I thought it was one of those helper devices that you do put in bathrooms when people get get a little bit infirm. I was thinking, oh man, this just seems a bit unnecessary. Uh, but yeah, I, um, I, I I now gather that I got it wrong, and I I apologise <laughs> for that. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. But this thing, so we went to the beach one day further up the coast and uh, we the house we were renting had some, you know, beach toys for kids in it. So I just threw it all in the back, the, you know, buckets and spades, and, and we had a couple of chairs to sit on the beach and all this stuff. And it's great. Again, it's, you can see the appeal of a pickup truck in that environment. And if you are quite outdoorsy 
as a lot of Americans are, because they can be, because there's lots of outdoors there. Just throwing things in the back and not worrying about it is great. But then when we got back to the house, everything had slid to the front of the bay. I thought you were going to say nothing was the in deck. the back anymore. No, that's the thing. I, do you know what? I, I, I think, I mean, you'd, you'd actually struggle to reach into the back if you were just a pedestrian. Yeah. So that probably stops people stealing stuff. But um, I almost wonder whether in America there's a kind of code that says don't steal stuff out of the back of someone's truck while they're in it at some traffic lights. That's just, you, you, that's the very fabric of our nation you're unpicking there. Yeah, it's not. But that's the thing. I, that's how I started playing around with the steps. I was like, oh, I need to get in the back now. But then you could just pull out that thing and climb up and it's all quite civilised. And So you don't risk um, bashing your knee in a you at reams style and um, oh yes I, I oh gosh it's yeah. another example of where they've thought this through so one final point of the lightning is uh, uh, there is apparently there's a big waiting list on it where, but also the one i borrowed is the platinum which is the top model it's almost a hundred thousand dollars so it's not cheap but you don't have the one to buy I that really one. love to try well because there's there's one uh, from the fifth does it the start range. at 45 48 it's gone up now it's fifty five, fifty six thousand dollars now the pro model right. which is i guess aimed at you know it's a proper work truck so it doesn't have yeah a lot of fancy things on it it's uh, funny enough the pro has the smaller battery on it but if you're a fleet customer you can have the pro with the bigger battery but you have to be you, you can't just be a punter but, they won't sell you on at a normal dealership what about if everything I, else can have the long what range. about if my wife ordered it and she owns an art gallery what about that <laughs> and it's tax deductible well i'm just asking i'm just, in my wife's name yeah i because that's the way i would roll um well so you're you were swanning around you were swanning around america la etc over christmas and i went down to somerset ah and while you're seeing things like ford broncos resto modded broncos and Low riders, which yeah. I did enjoy. You sending Ooh. me pictures of. Yeah, I'll put some of these on the show notes. Some of the, I was just I, I, after a while, I suddenly thought I'm probably just really annoying Johnny because it's, no? it's drizzly in the UK, and I keep going. Oh look, I've seen an old beetle. Your low rider um, comment amused me. I have to say, I was just I was completely baffled by that car and how it was on ten inch wheels. <laughs> it was really bizarre. <laughs> Listen, it's a low rider no. thing. It has to be thirteens well, or fourteens. Are they really 13s? They're 13. They're thirteen inch they reverse. Tiny. Yeah, like deep dish wires knockoffs uh, always 13s or 14s by sevens and um wow. that is the low right away 100 spokes typically or 72 spokes i've got 100 spoke 14s i didn't go for 13s for gearing reasons but yeah, yeah. it's it's the opposite of the the donk mentality it's yeah yeah it really is well just because i just saw one at some lights and took a picture of it because i thought and i was like what the hell is this and i sent it to you and i went that's a 64 no. impala just like the one i have that doesn't work i did that's the other thing i didn't clock that it's the same as yours but yeah that's the thing um actually just as uh, what else i was gonna say is that talking of broncos the new bronco mm-hmm. seeing them around nice looking car and but the the soft top on that oh it's awful looks like the kind of hat that would be owned by your art gallery owner like you know, look, someone is obviously accidentally sat on their own hat <laughs> yeah it's just terrible the- it's so visibly ill-fitting i mean i don't know how it actually does against wind noise and stuff like that but it does not look good well uh, it makes the car look shabby well i i did a i did a video review of the bronco in in london Mm, and mm. Uh, I'll tell you now, in, in real time, it took me about 40 minutes to put the roof, to take the roof off Aye. it on my own. And that's not acceptable. Now, obviously, you could even halve that time if you got into doing it regularly. But yeah. it's it's BS. 
Like it, it's the opposite yeah. of the design of the Lightning. It's not useful. It's not doesn't look good. No practicality yeah. at all. It's just horrible. It's just like a load of cheap flat pack furniture with no instructions and some missing parts. You just go. This is a this is a horrible experience. Don't want to ever do it again. But I have to say, you sent to me some pickies of base model Broncos. Oh, yeah. Just like mm-hmm. the def- just like the modern Defender, they are so much more stylish when they're stripped back and. Yeah. Non, almost non-metallic steel wheel, bare bones, mm. no jingle jangle sidesteps or anything. They look great. Here's something else about Broncos, though, because I saw a lot of Bronco Spolts around in the US, e- the smaller ones. Spolts. Smaller, less hardcore off-roady possibilities because it's, um, it's, it's based on a, a monocoque. It's it? the it's sort of, is that the sort of diet Coke of the Bronco world or is it the... Yeah, it's Bud Light. Or decaf decaf bronco yeah yeah and um i but interesting situation for for a marketing point of view for ford because folks we're sort of paying attention to this stuff and going okay yeah there's a bronco and a bronco sport they came out at the same time and it sort of makes sense it's a whole new family new generation of broncos we were just driving along one day and there was a bronco sport in front of us and my wife went oh a new broncos bit different isn't it don't not sure about that and i was like no that's not the bronco that's the bronco sport and she and she went are you sure and i was like yeah just look closely it says sport on it but it's not immediately obvious oh uh, so is it subtle if i hadn't been there and we hadn't chatted about it she'd have just gone the new bronco looks a bit shit because mm. actually the new the bronco sport is not it's 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 all right but it's just a bit it is a bit you know it's easy listening bronco dietary. isn't it unfortunately it's it's uh, well because you've got yeah so I guess you've got to think of it as like Discovery Sport versus yeah. Land Rover Discovery. But I think the Discovery Sport's a nicer looking car than the full size Discovery. Actually, it is. It is. Yeah. This this just looks like a sort of low quality tribute act. The, yeah. The Bronco Sport and uh, well, those base model yeah. Broncos, we both agreed they 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 give off some some USSR vibes, but good USSR vibes, not not Putin spec. Yeah. There's something very sort of. Uh, very sort of visibly basic about them mm. and well, down with i that. don't know why that's appealing but it is but yes it's, it's it's almost they look a little bit rough and ready and that's a bit in a nice way and uh i'd, I'd love to try one I'll, or maybe I'll, next time i go to the america i'll ask if there's one knocking about so over, but, over, um, so over fucking christmas i went down with the kids mm. to uh down to the homeland, down in Somerset, and all that. And uh, I took a uh, took a Volvo V60 recharge all-wheel drive Fev, which I liked. Ah. Managed to get 53 ah. to the gallon driving it like a normal human, which I thought was cool. Did you? Yeah, for a good size estate car and nice, really nice ride. Ah, good suspension. I like the suspension on that bad boy. In fact, it goes back today. Sad emoji face, but. Um, I've noticed it comes with a tow bar, so actually later today I am going to drag my OAP old odd job trailer somewhere that I need to do something on. But the reason why I'm telling you this <laughs> is because I went down to Somerset and spent a bit of time with the folks, and my dad had booked um, he'd booked the, the 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 kind of winter lights midnight special. I can't actually remember the official yeah. title on the steam train. Which was mega. Oh. So it's a steam train covered in neons and LEDs, mm. basically. Really charming. This is a textbook Christmas activity. Oh, it was yeah. lovely. It was really lovely. Little bit of mulled wine, sit in first class mm. carriage, which is all dark wood and you know, very spongy mm. seats. Very very pleasant. 
very and and I, and I realized we've talked about this a long time ago um mm. you have to wave at strangers on trains because it's yes, okay of course mm. and so we did a lot of stranger waving <laughs> and uh, <laughs> which was absolutely fine and then we were, when we were walking back home because my folks don't live that far away from it my dad suddenly went oh i haven't put um i haven't put a, i haven't put a gift out for the bin men Oh. And I went, oh, I want like a Christmas gift. And he went, no, no, I gave him the Christmas gift before Christmas. Because he, he, this was between Christmas and New Year, by the way. Mm. And I said, uh, but you've, I don't really understand, Dad. You've given them a Christmas gift and you're gifting them again. He goes, I, I give the bin men a gift every week these days. I went, what? What? My dad either won't tell me that there's a protection racket going on with the bin men you have to gift them every week he just he gives them a gift every week so i said that's 52 but, gifts but, you give them 52 yeah. gifts what's going on and he, and i said what are you gifting them he goes oh well he said uh your mum your mum bake your mum bakes for them i said oh my I god said, hang on mum's baking like ground up fresh produce for the bin men no no disrespect to bin men because i i think it, they, they're good and I, I i do gift the bin men at christmas mm. not outside of christmas and uh yeah so dad's like yeah yeah we it's a weekly thing now um yeah but i said the problem is he said the thing is i've sort i did it during lockdown just to say thanks for carrying on when the world's circling the drain i said yeah but now it's not lockdown you should have probably stopped. He goes, yeah, I know, but I've, I've got to keep going now because I've, that's it. I've got to keep going. So I think he's too scared to stop gifting the bin men, which is the most random situation. I, I, I've probably frowned at Dad. We were talking about it for the rest of the evening, going, what is going on with you gifting, <laughs> weekly gifting bin men? <laughs> Hang on, though. Yeah. Was this the same evening that you introduced your dad to the guitarist falling off a chair? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Which we've mentioned before on the podcast. Oh, here's a song. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here's a song. <laughs> Angry Mancunian guitarist falling off a chair. Possibly the funniest clip on the whole It's internet. still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. We, was that the same night where you got drunk on cider and showed him that clip? Yeah, because my dad said, oh, I've got some really nice cider. Would you like a couple of ciders tonight? And I said, yeah, yeah. Once a, we've had a, we had a couple of... We did a few games with the kids and then the kids went to bed mm. and then we, we, we you know, we... We kicked down a gear and uh, and went in, and little did I realise it was a very smooth cider, but it was eight and a half percent. So, um, oh, yeah, we were. I think we probably were invading one another's personal space and talking too loudly for the rest of the night. But um, well, actually, we we got disturbed by by something, and this is a this is probably as important as no name suspension mountain bike guy in local towns riding erratically mm. so we, we also have the small town straight pipe ped guy and i think a lot of towns around great britain don't know about anywhere else but they have this straight pipe slow ped guy straight pipe slow ped guy it's deafening it's absolutely deafening but he's not <laughs> really going anywhere the other thing is he wears generic like racing jacket with oh, fictitious yes. sponsors yeah. you know the guy yeah so from a distance it looks like a real racing jacket go oh it looks a bit like it could say castrol racing or uh motel or i don't know hrc and then you realize it doesn't 
doesn't say any of that stuff at all. It's just similar. It's sort of like Al, the, like the way Aldi packages um, yes. products. They look a little... Oh, though... Sparks and Mensa. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly like you go, oh, hang on, is that... Um, they PG tips tea bags. Oh no, they're not. <laughs> they're not at all. Um, GP tips. Yeah. So yeah. But this guy, I mean, he must have had an eight nine speed gearbox. Went 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 tearing down the um, uh, the cul de sac. Was in hmm. was certainly had gone through all of the gears. But I noticed as I went to the curtains and opened up, was watching. Was was ring, rinsing all gears, but not actually proceeding any quicker. So that's that's the thing about. I think that's the thing about a moped. It's maybe with a straight, but I think he's either he's actually ruined the performance by straight piping it because it needed some back pressure. So yes. although it sounds like ah. it's going somewhere, it's not really going anywhere. Yeah. Well, now speaking of this. Um, when I was away, when we went to Arizona, I rented a car and I got a Camry. I'd booked full-size brackets Camry or similar, and in fact, it was just a Camry. But I was kind of interested in that because it's Is a Camry classed as full-size now? Well, yeah, but it's kind of it's a higher car company full-size because there's still bigger cars in America. Like, Well, actually, not that many, but... I suppose full-size sedans don't really exist, do they? Exactly. Do they? But yeah. this is... That's the thing. I mean, there's this. you can still buy a Chrysler um, 300, can't you? But that's probably... I'm trying to think what else would be bigger. Anyway, uh, the uh, interesting thing about the Camry is that it is America's best-selling car that is genuinely a car and not an SUV or a truck. And it's, I bet it's perfectly good. fine, but it had an eight-speed... Eight-speed... It's just it's just car. It looked good. But, but I don't mean that as... It, it's just, it just sort of does the job. Really, so we had... Bear in mind, we, you know, we, we've, got these, we've been away for almost three weeks, got two massive suitcases, and we sort of kept seemingly adding more bags of things because we had Christmas presents and stuff. Deck chairs. And it all went in the boot of the Camry. You, you, you can see why people like these cars. They're practical. It's perfectly pleasant to drive, but it had an eight-speed auto on it. That would have been a Hamley down from the Lexus... I wonder if it was a Hamley down uh, from the Lexus from years and years well, ago. Oh, no, or the Lexus from... Yeah, but it's front-wheel drive, isn't it? So I don't know oh, what it yeah. is. I think it is a Toyota box, or, you know, probably an um, Asin box, but it's uh, eight-speed, very, very close ratio. So <laughs> at one point, I was driving along my own, I was like, I just want to see what it was like in sport mode. And the answer is almost exactly the same as in normal mode. There's no discernible difference, really, at all. Really? To, yeah, it was so the steering was very, very slightly heavier. And um, and then the, if you put the gearbox in sports, Spons. it held on to the ratios a tiny bit longer, but only if you were really clogging it. And then the engine made a pretty horrible noise, so didn't want to do that. But but I realised it was the gearbox, if you just left it alone, normal mode, and just let it change its own gears, incredibly good. It, like imperceptible and part of the reason it was imperceptible is because the gears are so close together so i decided it had paddles i thought i'm going to do a bit of paddle shifting on the straight roads of arizona Hang on, rich nobody's done that before with the camry nobody no exactly i was amazed the, the paddles first. were connected and because i thought they could just these could be ornamental paddles <coughs> but but you could you could change up and down at least three gears and just nothing happened you know, sometimes in, a, in, say, like an AMG Mercedes, you go into manual mode and you pull a, the, the down paddle and... Oh, yeah, it's, it's like you've licked a 9-volt battery. Yeah. This. It was, so I was just driving along one point, just going ding, 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 just up and down the box just to see how far I could go before... Like double basing anything the box. Double basing the gearbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dum, 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 dum. I love the startup. Anyway. I love the startup graphic that you 
that you uh, recorded on the dash binnacle where it yeah. looked like snazzy yeah it looked like some sort of kind of film the start of a film you know where it yeah it's the name of the production like company. or something yeah, yeah. you're like oh camry <laughs> camry camry pictures presents that's right <laughs> yes a smith and sniff production yeah. It was. I, I go, I'll write about the Camry. I think I'll get an Evo column out of it because it was. It was fascinating. It's. It's the perfect example of some car, but just done very well. Well, I, and I like one, that. But equally, I completely understand why someone else would buy one because it's just a good car. Hopefully, it's a reminder of people to people that you don't need an SUV as well. Again, mm. look, mm. normal car with massive boot that's really comfortable, that's fuel efficient, that just does the job. Wow, brilliant. We should just talk about a couple of sad deaths that have happened in the past week or so. Notably, in our world, Ken Block. I can't believe that. I still can't really believe it. I know. You were in America, weren't you, when it happened? Yeah. And I, I, I was, it was one of those ones where, you know, you sort of do a double take. And you go, no, no, it no, 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 it can't be that Ken Block. Because you know, I, I didn't know how old he was, but he doesn't seem like an old man. And... And then, of course, it came to light that it was an accident in which he died. So I just wanted to acknowledge his passing and how sad we were at that. Because it's funny how, and I saw this in uh, Ollie Marriage wrote a very good obituary for the Top Gear website. And uh, Matt Farah from Smoking Tire wrote an equally good one for Road and Track. So if, you were, if you're wanting to read two obits, I think completely got to the heart of why Ken Block was so good at what he did i think they they nailed it and it was because i mean apart from anything else i i felt they they correctly pointed out that he came along exactly the right time he was the sort of first in the car world the first youtube superstar i think he was what he definitely did was he kind of made he set out to make a viral video car video that was interesting to hardcore car enthusiasts and people that probably didn't care about cars they just wanted theater right mm. but he uh and he and he kind of made skidding and stuff like that mainstream and reminded people that it was fun yes and and but but got and when he when he did pass away all of the outpourings of kind of sorrow from pro drivers like uh, mm. I don't know F1 drivers and and, and WRC champs, so people mm. who were of more accomplished drivers than Ken. Because I think the thing about Ken was, I never actually met Ken. I think you did, didn't you? No, no. But but we we know people that know him or knew him. Mm. They always said he was he was always smiling, always happy. Never tried. He never was never pretentious, which is quite. Sometimes when you're in a situation like that, um, you can be a bit cocksure, can't you? Oh, yeah. You can come across as maybe, you know, being a bit, you know, Billy Big Balls or whatever. But I think Ken just kind of did let let the let the, let the the cars do the talking. And I, I personally love the fact that he he's obviously a master marketeer, right? Mm. With the DC Shoes thing. He knew he wanted to grow his own brand. But the car, he created these car characters as well, mm. which really chimed with everybody from kids to, you know, people like us who went, okay, so a new project car, it's got, a, it's got an interesting name and livery and style, very distinct. And it was amazing. I mean, I, I can't remember, was it 2008, the first um, Jim Carnas? Around then. And I remember it just blew us away. We just kept watching it. Yeah. 
Well, were you were you on? What were you doing at that point? You on max power? I was on fifth gear. Oh right, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I would have been on fifth gear, and we just went. Oh my gosh! Look at what this guy's done on video. That's that's hmm. crackers. So he did. He yeah. did set out to create the viral. But but also, I know lots of some people used to criticise him and go, "Yeah, but when he goes on a world rally stage, he's he's either at, you know does not finish, or comes tenth. And I was like, "But it's okay because he's sort of doing. He doesn't have to do it. He's a multi multi millionaire guy that could have retired the minute he sold DC shoes. Hmm. But he kind of chose to just do." a bit of like hobbyist stuff and then and just market it really cleverly and and he was out there for fun and he's influenced a whole legion Mm. of people and that's the thing and you realize how good he was at doing that jim carner sort of thing because other people have tried and it's just not as good yeah and you realize that it's you know there's a great deal of skill not just in the driving itself but in the planning of the whole thing yeah but i just i think it's really interesting that he came along at the right time to embrace the change and the move towards youtube particularly and the way that videos there can just exist sort of in and of themselves because what he did it would be a harder sell in tv world in the trad tv world because they go well they're not long enough to be a tv show that's right you couldn't do half an hour of this it would get exhausting so you'd have to build it into something else and that would dilute its appeal but he he realized that this new format had come along that allowed him just to do these self-contained things that were as long as they needed to be and to be just just sort of a visual spectacle for the sake of it yeah and there's nothing wrong with that and the millions and millions of views proves that he was absolutely on the money there he was a product of a new era of media and he used it absolutely perfectly and set a, a template for lots and lots of people coming after him so it's, it's an innovator apart from anything else and and, and probably didn't get enough credit for that it just just embracing the format so brilliantly and i guess not long before the tragedy took place he was he was dicking around with electric audi quattros wasn't he and like you said the outpourings from pro drivers and anyone who'd met him seemed to speak of what a nice bloke he was yeah and it seemed entirely sincere so um that was sad news and then also uh it happened just before ken block died was um the death of tom Caron, the designer who was uh, designer of the Reliance Scimitar? Ogle, and the Bond uh, Ogle designers. Ogle design, yeah. yeah. The Rally Chopper, yes. So uh, I just wanted to acknowledge that because he was again one of those people. He, I, I think I said on social media, and it wasn't a particularly original thought, but he, he, the man who designed the seventies, basically. I think all the good bits of the seventies. <laughs> yeah, it's true though, isn't it? Did he decide? Did you say he designed the Scimitar? Yeah, well, he certainly was. Um, yeah, he was part of the team at Ogle that did the Scimitar and the Reliant Robin and the Bondberg and all of those. Oh, the Bondberg, of course, of course. God, that is nothing more seventies than Bondberg next to a bloody Rally Chopper. I mean, wow. Yeah. I want to end this podcast, apart from saying thanks to everyone that's um, that, that, that comments and listens and, and seems to enjoy it on a Monday. Um, are you one of these people that buys new a new thing or a new piece of technology, but then doesn't immediately use it? I'm saying this because I'm recording this podcast on, a, on, a, on, a, on an Apple laptop, which I've had for quite a long time. Let's say five years, six years, which in computer years is a reasonable amount of time. I actually bought a new one two and a half months ago and I still haven't even got it out of the box because I'm doing that whole thing of like, yeah, well, the old ones, 
it's sort of comfortable and it's still got all my stuff on it yeah. and it still kind of works. Yeah. And I think there's car people like that because there's a there was an old lady in in the town near me who had two escorts and one was every day and one was for weekends and special occasions they were essentially the same car one was left outside one was garaged and it and it's just weird because ultimately what happened was is she passed away and one of them was immaculate and hadn't ever been used and the other one was just crumbling to death on the drive and it was like, what were you ever going to do with the the worshipped one? It's like, it's not like it's a Maserati, is Keep it? Keep it for best. It's but it's this. It it's best. sort of the same car, though. It's just weird. Well, yes, but that's it's, you know, it's like having good tea towels or something for when people come around, or something like that. I would, I, I wouldn't have a good tea towel. The cat will defecate on mine, unfortunately. So, before we go, uh, have uh, three <laughs> things to say. We are one. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Appropriate Crakes Show, in which Johnny steals ground-living birds without permission. Uh, if that's not to your taste, then there's always The Late Break Show. Lots of excellent car videos on there for you to enjoy, including, if you want to go back into the archive, uh, F-150 Lightning and uh, New Bronco reviews, both done in the UK. And also the world's most expensive Vauxhall Chevette, Resto Mod. Oh, yes. Which will be yes. coming out imminently. Yes. Uh, second thing I've got to tell you is I have various books out uh, and uh, I, over Christmas people kept asking me have you written any book recently and I went oh, actually no I haven't so I probably should do that at some point so I, I will go on with it but in the meantime go and buy Boring Car Trivia 3 and uh, your enthusiasm for that may encourage me to do a fourth one uh, and the third thing I've got to tell you is that lemurs have two tongues lemurs? yeah wow they have uh, a second smaller tongue with no taste buds in it just for cleaning the tooth comb at the front of their mouths which they use to groom themselves and then they just have a little extra tongue an auxiliary tongue oh my god like one of those sort of little little extra sun visors that you sometimes get behind <laughs> oh, the review remember yes. the cars yes so yeah just have a clean their teeth I've got a fourth thing to tell you listeners and that is oh yeah Smith & Sniff has some ultra new all new 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 merchandise and it's oh god it, yes I forgot about that and if that. we were going to be modern about it we'll say it's about to drop in fact, we might... It's about to drop. Will it be in the shop? Should, should the we drop it live? on the day that this comes out? Let's drop it. Let's drop it. Let's drop Let's it. Let's try and drop it. All right. But it, Merch drop. But if we don't, uh, there'll be a small technical problem and we'll drop it as quickly as we can <laughs> thereafter. But, uh, but basically, there's some all fresh, new mm, merch. New designs. So we've got a new Spolt design, new... On that side of things. And... Steam Rally Wrongen. Steam Rally Wrongen. We've got a picture of a static engine with uh, it'll do this all day written underneath. Yes. And so uh, there are mugs, there are T-shirts, there are stickers. I think the stickers look excellent, particularly. Uh, but uh, yes, go and... Um, They're subtle. Check it out at our merch shop i'll put a link in various places uh and if you enjoy this why not i don't know leave us a review like subscribe do all that sort of stuff that you're supposed to ask people to do these days um and we will do this all again next week but until then thank you ever so much for listening goodbye thank you goodbye okay here's a song here's a podcast <laughs> fuck <laughs> Can you hold my guitar, please? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.